listeners, it's Taylor. Before we kick off, we want you to know that the opinions and discussions that take place on Lace and Debauchery do not reflect the opinions of The Rip Bodice in any way. Lace and Debauchery, as a podcast, is an affiliate of The Rip Bodice, which means we can earn a commission on the books we sell during our time as podcast hosts. You can find our affiliate link to buy romance books in every episode description, as well as on our website at laceadpodcast.com slash buy. Thanks for your time, and now for some debauchery. Hell yeah! My favorite thing that you've said about Tessa Bailey, which I really think is like one of her greatest strengths, is you were reading one of the sex scenes and it happened one summer and you turned and you looked at me and she's and you said, she makes a penis sound hot. And yeah. I was like, I know. Yeah, it was it. I I do stand by that because I think that in romance, like in in different books and a lot of books, I don't know. Sometimes they they sound gross. They sound gross. Don't call it. Velvet wrapped steel. I think that's like an Akatar. But I mean, of all of the things that I want to take inside my body, velvet wrapped steel is probably the last thing on the list. Velvet is like soft. But also like, like not furry. soft and furry and not like doesn't glide. No, I think it causes like friction. Yeah. Velvet. Yeah. Velvet wrapped steel, which then is like cold and hard. Bad. Just say penis. Just say Just penis. say it. Say it and don't say the same thing too many times in a row because then you start to think about it and you're like, that's weird. That's not a word. But and also don't call it a Johnson. Don't call it a fucking... T- Tessa Bailey said Johnson in My Killer Vacation. Yes, she and did. It was and actually I, quite funny. It was. I circled it. It made me chuckle. Should we start the actual podcast? The episode? Yeah. Okay. So welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Lace and Debauchery. I'm Piper. Officially. Oh, no. Oh, no. Unofficially, I'm Piper. Officially, I am Piper. Okay, great. Good to know. So, okay, so what are we here to talk about today? Piper, today we're here to talk about the trope, it's always been you, yearn and longing. It's always been you, or I've loved you for years. And that is what we're talking about on the BBC2 today. I looked up the definition of yearning. Oh, you did? Yes. Well, that's actually a good, tell me what the definition is, and then what would you say your definition, your definition of a longing or a yearning trope? Like, what, what do you think it needs to entail for you? That's so funny. I wrote that down too. Oh my God, really? Tell me. So the definition is a feeling of intense longing for something, which I was like, that's it? So like, that's like me for like a joint, at the end of the day, yeah. I just want to smoke like a huge joint. You're, yeah, that's yearning. yearning for a joint. So I said yearning in romance novels is an overpowering need for a person with either something internal, in parentheses, you're fucking dumb, or external, everyone else is fucking dumb, keeping you from them. Especially funny in fake dating scenarios where they're literally dating but cannot comprehend that the other person might want them to. I love that. Yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. That's what I would say. Yeah. Where you're so distracted by them when they're there in person with you that yeah. you, there's no way for you to form sentences or think about anything else. I also think it's one of those things where you're so wrapped up in your feelings for them that that you can't see their feelings for you. Exactly. Where it's like if everyone just took one step back and just looked at the other person, this book would be... 24 pages long love hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood <laughs> this would be a email 
where she's in the bathroom in that first scene and they like literally fall in love and she doesn't know it's him until the end of the book and you're like it's so genius olive why i love longing and yearning so much is because it drives up that desperation that we always talk about that makes it like what's the point if they're not so desperate to touch the other person that like they can barely and it barely stand oh, it by the time it's they do so good one thing that i thought was interesting when i was like looking at early examples of yearning is how tragic mm. stories of yearning are because i was thinking like the early examples could be like the orpheus and eurydice story where you know eurydice gets she dies and gets taken to the underworld and then orpheus you know tries to get her back and hades is like if you walk in front of her and don't turn around she can come you know out of the underworld with you and then he loves her so much and he's so worried that when she falls he turns to help her but then he looks at her so then she is that what it is yeah so then she gets sent back to the underworld that's the that's the actual Mm -hmm. mythological story yes because i mean i've seen i've seen hadestown so good and i understood it that he was worried that she wasn't following him which is why he turns around in the at least in the myth that I've read, I believe it's because she falls. It's and she he falls hears and he her goes fall. to help her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, that is actually, that's a very different intent behind turning around than being like, yeah. she's not behind me. I don't trust her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tragic. Other early examples are the story of Francesca and Paolo in Dante's Inferno, which is basically this couple that they were a real couple in the 14th century who francesca's father in an attempt to create an alliance between these two city states in italy married his daughter off to this man named giovanni and francesca fell in love with his younger brother paolo and when giovanni caught them he killed them both and so then dante writes about this in dante's inferno and in this circle of hell it's like the circle for adulterers and they're kind of like on i think they're on like swings almost and every time they get close to each other, they get blown apart by the wind. Oh. And yeah, and I'm pretty sure, I think Dante cries so hard when he hears their story that he passes out, which same. But the whole point of the story is like to not pity adulterers. That's the point. But there's an article from the Smithsonian Magazine by Jean-Paul Heil, who's a historian, and it talks about how readers have clung to the story not because of Dante's reasoning to avoid pitying sinners but for the agency that Francesca has and the tragic but meaningful love story that keeps the two of them trying to reach each other but never being able to yeah that's disgusting horrible really really terrible I think that there's something so devastating about like unachievable longing yeah where you can't it's like you said the swings where it's infinite right that they're going to be going through this passage exactly time and time again until the end of yeah and then the other example i had of early yearning was romeo and juliet and then i wrote so would any of these stories actually count as romance novels today question mark and then in all caps no motherfucker everyone is dead so thank you for coming and listening to this episode on yearning (laughs) the end that's it if you really want to get hurt you can also if you want to mix your medias and watch some movies or read a non-romance love story of course, there's going to be Call Me By Your Name yes. by Andre Ackerman. Andre Ackerman. Ackerman. Like Elio the whole time is is longing so bad because he's so young. He's so overwhelmed with all of these feelings during their first, 
I think like the first dedicated sex scene that they have in the room when he tells him to come meet him at midnight, mm-hmm. he's describing like kissing Oliver. Uh-huh. And he goes into this like four or five page reverie almost where he, he yeah. gets brought into like something about his life. I can't remember what, what he trails off and what he thinks, but it's because he's like so overwhelmed. I was thinking about adding that to my list of things, but I wasn't sure if they count as romance novels because in they- the... By the end of the second book, they do get their happy ending. But it's like, that that's one of those books that it's just like so clearly literary fiction. Yeah. And there's so much other work being done. Right. Like there it's, are other goals in that book. It's like a coming of age novel. Yeah. It's, it's about. I think there are other themes that perhaps are more present. Yes. But we've made it so that the yearning does pay off in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like that there is something of it, right? And we chose that we were going to do pining slash mm-hmm. longing. And, you know, I was doing some research. I was curious if we should put like unrequited love in this. And then I was like, no, I actually think they're two different things. Like I think that like yeah. when we talk about longing, in the, especially in the context of like this podcast, which is about romance novels, which one you're guaranteed a happy ending, mm-hmm. like unrequited love is one, get over it. Two, yeah not it doesn't ever end up well no and i guess like mr you end up like heathcliff mr heathcliff no from withering heights yeah yeah what's what's one of your angry pinings that you have let's see a week to be wicked by tessa dare (laughs) they don't like each other but they have feelings for each other and so it's just about the two of them like finally getting to the point where they can admit that they like each other he just loves her so much but they get so they get so mad at each other because they're on this week-long quest and they just spend the entire time being so angry with each other. Like, just driving each other crazy. And it's not like enemies to lovers. Like, they don't want any harm to fall to the other person, but they're just like, you are the bane of my existence. Like, I yeah. am so deeply annoyed You're- by you. And it's it, the only thing more annoying than you is the fact that I can't help but like right. you. And that makes me even more annoyed. Lord of Scoundrels by Loretta Chase. Yes. Technically a Beauty and the Beast retelling. But it is angry pining in a nutshell. Yeah. He says to her, Jessica, you're a pain in the ass. Do you know that? If I were not <laughs> so immensely fond of you, I would throw you out a window. Which I think is just so good. Again, it's that annoying. Like, I'm so deeply annoyed that I fucking love you. It has a lot of fucking angst in it. But it's also quite funny. Another angsty book is Twisted Hate by Anna Huang. Is that the one where I know some people are like upset that they have sex and then he forces her out in yes. the middle of and it? And that by some people you mean me. Yeah. Were you upset by that or do you like that? No, I was upset. I was like, that's so mean. But this is a quote from one of the, like, I think, I don't know when this is, when they're having sex in the book, but it's, go to hell, I panted. His dark chuckle reverberated through me. You're my personal hell red. He gave my hair another sharp tug and God help me. I don't want to fucking leave. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. Right. I don't ever want to leave. Yeah. He's like, I fucking hate you, but I literally cannot stop having sex with you or I will die. I get that. I love it. Let's also do spice ratings maybe on them. Oh, yeah. So a week to be wicked. I would give it like a two and a half, a three. Twisted hate. Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the other recommendations I have for Angry Pining is For Butter or Worse by Erin LaRosa. We just had an event with her at the store and I hadn't read it. And they're talking about the book as we're like sitting behind the counter. Oh, yeah. And just immediately convinced. Yeah. Like they were talking about it and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of good. And I was like, "Mm, that sounds kind of good. And they kept talking about it. So I went and I grabbed the book and I started reading it. It's Grumpy Sunshine. She's the Grumpy. He's the Sunshine, which I think is a really fun play on it. And 
he makes fun of her in a way that he shouldn't i mean it's like fucked up what he says and she quits she's like fuck you so she quits and then he like starts groveling to her he's like i am so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and she's like i don't want to fucking hear it i i hate you and she turns away and he grabs her hand and he's like don't go and she's like get away from me she pulls her hand back and he falls on top of her when just as the paparazzi come around the not corner, not the paparazzi, not we got that classic fall on top of the other person trope, Hot. and then the paparazzi trope. And what does that mean? Now you got a fake date because now it looks like to. you're dating. And so it's this like funny. I know we'll talk about fake dating more later too, but it does fit the angry pining because they like she like doesn't like him and he likes right. picking on her, but the whole time too they're just like oh with his you know his sexy beard and his billowy hair and his abs and his pecs and like whatever and he's like she's so fucking beautiful i can't even handle it majority of the novel is him groveling back to her trying to like good. basically get back in her good graces friends to lovers the it's always been you i love it okay i have two for this love in other words by christina lauren of course which i listened to this book on 1.5 speed and our cats were staying with at my apartment before my boyfriend and I moved in together and I cried so hard at the end of the book that they got scared and I don't like sad books I really did not know what I was getting into when I read this so just be warned it's a doozy but this is the quote from like it jumps back and forth in time but in present day this is after the the main couple sees each other again for the first time in like a decade and she says he tells her that he's broken up with his girlfriend and she goes, you broke up with her last night. He nods. You're the love of my life. I assumed I would get over you eventually. But seeing you yesterday, he shakes his head. I couldn't go home to someone else and pretend to love her with everything I have. What the goddamn fuck, Christina Lauren? Who uh, gave you the right? I made the mistake of reading Love in Other Words before I really understood that it was going to make me emotionally devastated no exactly I didn't know I did not know what I was getting myself into mm-hmm. well that's why you you sobbed your you had a panic attack didn't you I just like, just like a full meltdown oh, full the p- second one is hook line and sinker and what's the what's the spice rating? oh spice rating not high like a one yeah it's, it's the love that. story yeah it's not about the smoke yeah and like because like some of the sexual things that happen happen when they're kids yes. too like it's different it's about them like they grow up together and they are right person yeah right person wrong time they're each other's first time so like that is the scene in the book but it was i mean the book is fantastic the next book is hook line and sinker by tessa bailey and i feel like this could fall under a couple of categories because it could also fall under the like i'm too damaged whatever to be with you because Mm -hmm. fox thinks that he's too much of like a man whore kind of to be with her and that he's too much of a player to be with hannah but he has not slept with another woman since he has met Hannah Bellinger. So for like a year, he doesn't sleep with anyone. He doesn't sleep with anyone and he just kind of like lets his kind of bad boy player persona lead him. And he lets that be like the only thing that people know about him. Yeah. But as he's like asked to take on more responsibilities at work and as he spends more time with Hannah and like realizes he could actually be the kind of person that he thinks she deserves. I've like, waited for you and you don't even know that I have. And if I never got to touch you again, I would I not mean, touch anybody again. Yeah, exactly. When I started working at the store, it's one of the first ones that I read I, that I picked up and 
was like, I think this is going to be good. Again, The Magic by Lisa Claypaws, which is just so happens to be our book club book for our general book club, which is led by our amazing coworker, Sarah. We love Sarah. Uh, who will also be on the podcast at some Sarah point. Podcast. This is like the pro Sarah podcast. It's going to be, I think, August. It's next. It's going to be, we're going to release this on Wednesday. So it's going to be the Sunday after this releases. I yeah. think August 7th, I think is the date. Yes. Yeah. Sunday at noon. And it is a forbidden romance. I don't want to say like friends to lovers because it's, it's more like princess and pauper. Love it. And so they have this like forbidden love and then they get caught and he leaves. And then he comes back all these years later as like a powerful man. <gasps> and he's like, fuck you. Essentially like. That's- no, he's like Oh, he's opposite. like, fuck you. Yeah, I hate you. He's this like mad. Fault. Oh my God. Yes. And then is there any more? T- I can't imagine a sweeter agony having him so close. I mean, just like mm. longing personified That's is, so again, good. The Magic by Lisa Claypaws. And a lot of Lisa Claypaws books have really well-developed longing in them. I have a list. Some of them I'm going to include in the dreaming one. But we have, again, The Magic, Scandal in Spring, Tempt Me at Twilight. Mm-hmm. Her whole Wallflower series does a really mm-hmm. good job with pining and longing. But yeah, for It's Always Been You, that is, that's oh, got to be the one that I have. Also, I have the We're Mates but you don't know that yet. Yeah, what do you have for that one? Well, I had the only one that I have that really has legs is uh, A Court of Mystery and Fury. That's the second one, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. second one in the series. So spoiler alerts, but one of my favorite lines, I was, my sister was reading the series and I was bringing her my copy of A Court of Mystery and Fury and we were getting brunch and I read chapter 54, which is like where everything is revealed. And I like almost started crying. But this is what Reese says to her. And tells her from his perspective, he's telling her about that night. And he says, if you were going to die, I was going to die with you. I couldn't stop thinking it over and over as you screamed as I tried to kill her. You were my mate, my mate, my mate. Love it. It's so good. I love you even in my dreams. It's so I have one actually that could fit that. The Psy Changeling series by Nani Singh, which are like, there's very many of them. And I think she's still adding to the series. I don't know how many, but like at least 12. Whoa. Oh, like, I thought you were going to say like six. No, like a lot. That's like twice. So the first one that I'm reading right now is called Slave to Sensation. And so the world, it's kind of, it's urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. You have humans, you have size, which are like psychic type okay. people. And then changelings who are essentially shifters. Okay. And the size and the changelings are like essentially mortal enemies. And the size... And I might be pronouncing this wrong. Listen, you hear this only, you read it and you don't, you don't say it. So it, yeah, I think it's psi because it's supposed to be derived from psychic. Yeah. But I would, I would think, wrong. but the size, like when they're like developed from humans and they're like turned into these like mm-hmm. creatures that don't have any emotion and that like, they don't have their memories from when they were humans. They don't have emotion. They don't, they, it's, yeah, you're just like basically a tool to them and you're not allowed to feel or anything and the changelings and the sides I guess as I said are mortal enemies and so she's a psi he's a changeling someone murdered his his pack mate so he's like gonna try to seek revenge and he's like oh I can use this this psi that you know shows up and she can help me basically I can use her and she has to be like oh I'm this creature who doesn't have any feelings but why do I feel this way toward you like what is this that I feel (laughs) what is this and so there's like a a dream sequence where she's dreams about him and he dreams about her and it's obviously an erotic dream and she thinks that it's just in her world and he thinks that it's just you know he's like she's like oh it was just a dream and he was like oh it was just a dream but then you find out that like they there was like crossover essentially and that like they were both there and so it's also like 
it's a really good like enemies to lovers faded mates type of thing where Mm -hmm. it's like they reluctant reluctant to like to admit that they're mates oh reluctant to like work together oh okay and then from there the development of like reluctant mates i love that yeah i love the like yeah i really like the reluctance because it's so clear to see like how much they love each other i don't know i think that 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 is always a fun way to to add tension because you don't they're making it harder than it needs to be yeah it's 100 percent on them exactly and that it doesn't need to be this hard but also that the size you've been conditioned this whole way and that like if they if the higher ups in the whatever like people who make the size if they sense that she's fallen in love they'll kill her yeah oh yeah 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 so that's like that's another angle of it one of the one of my favorite quotes an hour of your life is worth more than a thousand people to me an hour of your life is worth an hour it's so good another line i couldn't sleep bad dreams no dreams it was a husky whisper that's the problem oof yeah so that's another faded mates one the whole the whole side changeling series is all about like faded mates and i think by the nature of that like oh my a lot of the fantasies that you're gonna get are gonna be gonna handle that i mean that just like contributes to the longing that is just so good one more okay go go. the immortals after dark series by cressley cole yes obviously again a book series with several several books okay just what i need you to know is that i thought you were talking about the ones that the cassandra clare ones infernal devices with the incest Oh, oh, her original series with Jay, with with Claire and, and Jace. Claire yeah. and Jace. Yeah. I just, so I have never read those books, mm. but I just saw a quote because someone was like, you mean to tell me that we read this with a straight face? And it was like, oh, I see the, I see the way that other men treat you and they do the things that I want to do to you, but like, I can't because I'm your brother. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you can't. I don't know the rest of the story, but that should be the beginning, middle, and well, no, that it shouldn't even this shouldn't be a conversation. It shouldn't be the beginning, middle, nor end. Correct. It shouldn't be. And you know that they think that they're siblings for like multiple books, right? While they're like fucking? Well, it's YA. So they don't. There is like a fade to black scene where it was the most steamy steam I had read when I was like a teenager. I couldn't believe that she finally gave it to us. But the way she framed it was kind of confusing. But yes, that line, that, that quote that you read, yeah. there's another scene where they go to the fairy courts, the Sealy court. And one of the queens at the court, she's like, Claire, you must kiss the person that like you want to be with the most here. And she kisses Jace. Her brother? Her brother. And they're not actually siblings. Like you come to find out that they're not actually siblings, right? <laughs> you, or you come, come to, to find, find out, out that they actually are siblings. Mm, no, they're luckily not siblings. But, and I hate to have to use that word, but, and I want to say it's the third book, City of Glass. You're introduced to this character named Sebastian, who is originally introduced to be a potential like love triangle, love interest to Clary. And I want to say he kisses her. And then you find out that he's actually her brother. That he's actually her brother. And he knows that. He knows that when he kisses her. Here's my thing. This is my, this is the same complaint I have with American mm-hmm. Queen. Why do we have to double down on the incest plot? American Queen is the perfect example. And this too, again, you're right. Is that like, you Why? had your opportunity to be like, ah, oh, big mistake. We were all, look, we can, we can love each other now. Isn't that crazy? This, this thing that was in our way is now gone. And then, and then. No, but still. Down okay, but you double down, it. but still you're like, oh, thank God we're not actually siblings. Too bad that didn't stop us in the first place. With American Queen, I just like, I really cannot get over 
the fact that I understand that it's a Knights of the Round Table retelling, but like it's also a retelling. No one made you put the incest in there. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yes, okay, so babe, I know I'm about to propose, but I need you to know I did sleep with my half-sister a and few then- times. I didn't find out. And then when she told me, we stopped sleeping together, but she did take me to a BDSM sex club and let me whip her. It was not sexual. There's nothing sexual about going to a BDSM club. With your half-sister and whipping her. And then whipping her (laughs) in public as a display. As like a public, public display of, of, of sibling bonding. You know what? Goals. Some siblings go to escape rooms. Others do (laughs) ropes courses. I mean, I guess they did a ropes course. Oh, that's a ropes course for, that's a good one. Thank you. You are the comedian. Thank you of the pod. Uh, the thing is, I understand that you want to sometimes give your characters roadblocks in their relationship. However, you don't need to make it that they are related to each other. There are also so many ways to add those issues. Like, and so many ways to make love stories forbidden that aren't incest. Like, that's just my... Listen, I got behind the Dragon's Bride. He's got like... Yes. Listen, this man has four... Working. Penetrative appendages. Uh-huh. Two dicks. A tail. A tail. His hands. So I could get behind that. Easy. It's fine. I just needed more world building personally. But like I can get behind most things in romance. Oh. Just not incest. Like and that just seems obvious. I mean I think it's a pretty easy thing to avoid in writing. I just don't see. Where did you like did you not want to think about angst in a way that was like fun? Fun. And this is to say, I don't care what people read in their free time. Like, I, I, if you if you love a good incest plotline and you listen to this podcast and you're like, these girls are being mean to me, do whatever you want. Go, go with God, though, because he... Not me. N- not me. And I will I, not hold your hand on this walk, but Jesus will. There's There are better other ways, and I stand by this, to, like you said, do forbidden romance. Absolutely. You do not need to make them related. It is just not necessary it's just not necessary in this day and age there's so many people on this earth there's so many people and on aliens. this earth you want to you can go intergalactic go fuck an alien fuck a goddamn wolf shifter just don't fuck your uncle just like don't it's not that hard are you talking about credence from penelope douglas yes <laughs> that is exactly what i'm talking about don't fuck your uncle i don't care if he's your step uncle like i don't care if you're not related by blood i just care about the fact that like he is a family member and you guys would be at Thanksgiving together anyway. Not because you're an item, but because he's your uncle. Yeah. It doesn't make it hot because you can't have it. It just makes it wrong. No. Do you have any more in terms of... Well, I had the Immortals I, the Immortals After Dark series. Right. So obviously there are like so many books in that. And I mm-hmm. couldn't even tell you what all of them are about because I don't even know. Is that Gail Carragher? No, that's Cressley Cole. Cressley, but, oh, okay, yes, but that. Gail Carringer also writes. Yes, she writes like Shifter, Vampire, like steampunkish. She's got that series like Prudence. Yes, yeah, and stuff, and that's like vampire revenge stories. Very good, but yeah, Immortals After Dark. Like an example of one of those, which is also an enemies to lovers, is like Lothair, which everyone kind of talks about being the yes the main one where he kidnaps this girl because he's like. You are the doppelganger of the love of my life, and I need to recreate her, so I'm going to use you. Goals. Goals. And he's a vampire. That is just like season six of Vampire Diaries. Is it? That's basically it. What is What happens in season six? Oh, I don't know, but there are doppelgangers left, right, oh, and center, oh, and always, everyone's trying to bring someone back to life. Always, always got to steer your doppelganger down the, down the 
Yeah, I mean, poor Nina Dobrov was playing like four different characters by the end of that show. It's true. It's like Orphan Black. Like, yeah, exactly. She just played like Tatiana Masaki. Just played like so many. Everyone, all the parts. Yeah. Okay, so I think for Faded Mates, I think we we got all of those. What's your next your next little sub sub area? Fake dating. Mm. Or fake dating, but I'm convinced you don't actually like me back. I love that. What do you have for? Oh, what do you have for wait, that? Wait, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm sorry. Nope. Before that's okay. that, I have my like I'm too damaged to be with you. Okay, let's repeat. Let's do that one more time yes. to each other, just so I can delete that other part. So, what's the next breakdown that you have? My dark romance. I'm too damaged slash twisted to be with love. you, but I can't stay away. So I have a few. I just read A Lady by Midnight by Tessa Dare, and I was trying to explain this to my boyfriend the other night but he just he's read beach that is the beginning middle and end of his romance novel experience very and i was trying to explain to him how a lady by midnight reads like a contemporary dark romance which it absolutely does it's the third book in the spindle cove series which is my first tessa dare series and i have read i mean i started it like two weeks ago and i'm three books in impressive at this point they're like they're thick too and i'm obsessed they're so good but in this one the main character kate lives in Spindle Cove. She She's an orphan. She doesn't know who her parents are, blah, blah, blah. This militia comes to town or this group of guys from the army comes to town. It's in like the 1800s. And he, this guy, there's this guy, Corporal Thorne, and he just is so fucking weird around her. Like he's huge and gruff and just such a dick and like won't be around her, especially if she like starts singing to herself. He like gets up immediately and walks away and she's like why the fuck don't you like me and then this family this like very eccentric aristocratic family shows up and they're like kate we think that you are related to us and she's like what the fuck are you talking about like i'm an orphan i don't know who my parents are and she has this birthmark on her face and this they have a portrait that they found in their house of this woman who's naked and pregnant and has a birthmark on her face that's similar to Kate's. Interesting. And Thorne is in the tavern, like, when this whole conversation goes down. And Thorne's like, absolutely not. Like, don't talk to them anymore. And they're like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm her fiance. And she's like, my what? So then they start fake dating, basically fake engaging. And you find out that he basically, they knew each other as kids. Okay. And she doesn't remember a lot of her childhood. Oh. But... Both of their moms were prostitutes and they were in the same like brothel and they so they grew up together and he ended up saving her and taking her to this girls school for orphans after her mom died. And so he's like and then he went to prison like he just kind of bounced around and he started committing crimes as a kid. So then he went to prison but he was like every single day like I thought of you and all this stuff. It really feels like a dark romance but he is like i'm too he's like he's known that she is a lady the whole time but she doesn't know but she doesn't know so he's been treating her like that so he's like of course she's not going to want anything to do with me because i'm so far beneath her but at one point he says you're like a gift he said his voice rough all wrapped up for someone else a man can't look at you but think of loosing those bows one by one (gasps) oh what the fuck oh it's so hot is it is it really are her books they are, are her books usually spicy, spicy. yeah hot yeah all of them are so good uh, and then for more of those twisted lies well i course. guess i'll start with twisted games because that happens before twisted lies and this one's a bodyguard romance royalty oh, she's a amazing. princess she's a princess 
Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Of this like fake country. I mean, it's real in the book. It's fake in here. But he comes, this is the, oh my God. He says, I came back knowing this was what I signed up for, to see you every day and not be able to touch you, kiss you, claim you. I came back despite knowing the torture I'd have to go through because I can't stay away from you. Even when you're not there, you're everywhere in my head, in my lungs, in my fucking soul. Ooh. And then in Twisted Lies, which is the last is book she, in the okay, series. My question about Twisted, which one was this? Twisted? Twisted Games was the one Twisted I just read Games. the quote from. Does she pine for him or is it mostly hero pining? Oh, absolutely. She, she pines, she for, pines him. for him. Okay. I love that. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. They're both, they're so down bad for each other. Good. My favorite thing about Twisted Lies is that so Stella lives in Christian's building and he like basically took one look at her when she t- she and her friend toured this building and he was like, oh, okay, I'll give you this luxury apartment for $3,500 a month. And then when her friend, when her roommate moved out, she didn't have the money to cover both sides of the rent. So he's like, it's fine. I'll just cover it for you. And you find out that he saw her get mugged years ago. And this guy took her purse and like the police, like a cop was there, the cops caught him. And made the guy give her her purse back. And he was like, I just wanted money. So she takes all the cash out of her wallet and gives it to him. And then she's like, I don't want to press charges. Yeah. And he's like, she's been my only constant since then. She does not know. Even At that know, point, doesn't know he exists. It's a very, again, as we said, like, that's a, that's a, that's a fun little trope. Like that's that fun. I saw you years ago and I have not stopped thinking about you, but you didn't know I existed, which is also love hypothesis again. Exactly. That scene. But he says, darkness was always drawn to light, but I wasn't just drawn to her. I was fucking obsessed. I would throw myself into her flame and let it burn me alive if it meant her warmth was the last thing I felt before I died. Whoa. That is intense. That is fucking intense. And what you need to know is like, that could be in chapter one or like the epilogue of the book. And His it, energy stays the same throughout. throughout the he whole is thing. like, yeah. And that's one thing that I like about it too is like his his feelings for her never waver. Like when the third act breakup comes, she initiates it. What? Why? She finds out that he's known about her for so much longer and he has all these files on her and like uh... her whole family and her friends. And she's a influencer. And so she's also like the reason they end up together is because she was being stalked by a different guy but she's like you're doing the same thing yeah. that my stalker was doing exactly. and you didn't tell me and you didn't trust me enough she's like i have this trauma and you're such a man you think you're helping but you're exactly you're making, this worse. you're making this actively worse and then i think that's yeah that's everything i just love the the idea of like oh i'm so broken you can't fix me i have i have one that a contemporary version of that that mm-hmm. is like kind of related but in a contemporary like in a contemporary fashion mm-hmm. do you know ronnie lauren no i don't think so you probably have seen her books in the store let me show you a cover because then you'll be able to tell what it is i think yes her. yes yes, yes. Yeah. so her whole series the say everything series mm-hmm. all focus on like damaged people finding love essentially and right. this the what if you and me is her second one and i think she like looked into my life before she Uh-oh. wrote it because it's about a true crime podcaster I think that's who she is she does some sort of true crime thing but she basically does it as like a defense mechanism because she was in this really dangerous situation years Whoa. ago with a man and so obviously it's like trauma response I love that we all know how that works and so why do we like morally gray well he he's actually like the opposite so no, which is no no, no i just I know, meant in terms of like being traumatized and then and then being like men this is how we ended up here 
So she, I think like us too, loves true crime, but also have been traumatized by men. Yes. So she's like always afraid to like leave her house. So she's like always in her house and she's like, I'm safe in here and it's nice exactly. and safe. Yeah. And like, I don't have to worry. And then her neighbor is, she's like, my neighbor is so fucking annoying. All I hear all day long is him fucking stomping about the house and it bothers me so badly. And then her house gets broken into. No. Yeah. Like scary shit. And he saves her essentially. <gasps> or he like plays the hero. And go neighbor. I know. Go neighbor. And his he is a, an amputee okay. from his job as a firefighter. Fuck. And so he's she hears him stomping around the house because he's wearing his prosthetic as he's walking, which is heavier than obviously a human leg. Oh. So she hears him more often. And then obviously it 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 is this like fun they're both damaged, right, in their own way. Like, yeah. he's, you know, traumatized he's from being a PTSD firefighter, and PTSD, and she's traumatized from, like, this, from the world that she lives yeah. in and also being a woman and right. true crime stuff. And, like, as you obviously read more true crime, you get more and more paranoid. And so both of them are like, oh, that's it, you know, that's it for me. Just going to live my single life in my house alone. And so, like, over time, they develop feelings for each other. And it's so sweet. It's, like, it's not, it's not, like, overtly sexy at all mm-hmm. it's just a really like really nice sweet story that like is complemented with some spice but not like dependent on it right. which is really good it's it's if you're looking for like a good romance book instead of like something with like high spice uh-huh. I, I definitely recommend it Ooh. i will read a quote because why not horror stories and love stories are two sides of the same coin both can involve obsession being overtaken by feelings that you can't control being driven to do crazy out of character stuff being at sea else's mercy both involve death horror involves actual death but love stories threaten emotional death if the person doesn't end up with the one that they love or that's the theory that they're selling us fuck isn't that so good oh the next trope is or the next subplot i guess is fake dating but I'm convinced you don't actually like me back. Love Hypothesis is just, I feel like, the quintessential description of this. It's fantastic. Also, The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. So good. It was the first Jasmine Guillory that I read. And I'm just, I am obsessed. Absolutely obsessed with her. And then Take a Hint, Danny Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. And they just love each other so much. That's her third one in the series? No, it's the no, second it's one. Seconds, yeah. Chloe Brown, Danny Brown, and then Eve Brown. Is Eve Brown have any longing or pining? Yes, it does. It's so, uh, it's so good. All of them do have longing and pining. But and that's the one that stood out to you was the second yeah. one in terms of that. Yeah. The first Spindle Cove book at one point, the guy's like, I'm going to marry you. And she's like, we're not getting married. Like, and she thinks he's doing it because of like his honor and like protecting her because I think they fucked at this point. She's like, we're not getting married. You don't want to get married. And he's like, I don't know how many ways to tell you. Like, I want to get married to you. Like, I want to marry you. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Anyway, continue. Marriage of Convenience. It's The Highwayman by Kerrigan Byrne. It's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. She's an orphan. And then like she, there's this like scene where she's separated from like her long lost childhood friend Mm -hmm. at the orphanage. And then it's a time jump to like 20 years later or something. And she's working at Scotland Yard and they bring in this guy for questioning. And then he kidnaps. He like basically takes her back to like his highland home and he there's this whole thing where she's got like this secret which i won't share with you because it's a spoiler and he's like i actually want to help you like i don't want these people to hurt you because of your secret so like i'll protect <laughs> but gotta, but you but i gotta I be my wife use, exactly like you gotta be my wife and i gotta use this like i gotta get back at these people who have hurt my friend 
essentially. And so they marry. But she's like, he's kind of like an anti-hero and she's really innocent. And so I gotta say, Mm -hmm. there is something kind of hot Mm -hmm. about about like a rake and like an innocent woman. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a rake, but like a a rogue, I guess. And I don't know. And I it uh it feels so it feels so gendered and it feels like so stereotypical of romance and like the things that people who don't like romance are like oh well isn't that all it's about and I'm like it's not but sometimes it's fucking hot I know no it is and like the thing is like sometimes books that I read I'm like "Eh, is this problematic in real life yeah like would I be like this is fun we should do this in real life no no it's written by people who I think have the credibility to write it and the ability and the the authority to write it Yeah. yeah And so when you read it, you know that like one, you're reading this in a safe environment. It is not real. It is yeah, not exactly. real. No one stole this girl. No one stole this girl from the orphanage. She's fine. She's fine. She's she's actually not real. She's not real. She doesn't upsetting. Exist. Yeah, but it it's it's great. I also kidnapping plotline. You do and two two quotes that I'll share, please. It's pretty hot too. It's a, it's a spicy book. My soul. Rec- this is her talking. My soul recognized your soul and was reborn. I knew there was something behind your eyes, beneath those gloves, that would give back to me what I've been missing for all these years. And then the second one is they're, they're talking together. And she says, you can have my heart. And he responds, you'd be a fool to give it to me. He mocked, twisting his features into something foreign and frightening. Then I'm a fool, she insists, for I already have. Fuck. So good. God, historicals are really... no underrated under i am on a historical binge right now yeah i'm on a bender there's so many of there's them there's a lot of them okay so let's go to you said that that was your last one right mm-hmm. okay so now i'm gonna do a mariana zapata corner because i have to yeah because she's the queen of pining queen of the slow fucking burn the slow burn pining where you are flipping through the pages like a maniac salivating yeah like like i cannot like a- if i have to wait a moment longer i'm gonna ha- fucking flip the fuck out yeah and obviously she's got a couple i can't talk about all of them because they are all 800 fucking pages they long. are so they are tomes and the first one's luna and the lie which is like boss employee relationship so maybe falls into that like forbidden romance trope that we talked about before so many ways to do it that don't involve yeah. fucking your cousin yeah it's true a lot of ways listen even like boss employee i know gets some slack but like do it if you want to go forbidden do it do like a young professor, grad student. Yeah. Like <laughs> love hypothesis. hypothesis. Just, okay. When in doubt, just write love hypothesis. Yeah. So if you can't write love hypothesis. Don't write. Don't write. Yep. That's it. Anyway. So yeah. Luna and the lie, boss employee. And they're both like really broken, lonely people. So fits into that broken oh. sub trope from Lukov with love. I haven't read it. Oh, I'm like, I'm scared. It's really, really good. It feels so daunting. Oh, I have one more. Yeah, what is it? It's the you're so fucking annoying. But I'm obsessed with you. Yes, what is it? It happened one summer. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like this one could fall under a number of categories, but I think that Brendan just hates Piper so much at the beginning of the book, and he doesn't hate her. That's actually not fair. He is just so stuck in his ways and so stuck in the tradition of the town that he is so anti piper not because of anything not because of her but because of kind of what she she, exactly but i mean this man creates an instagram account and the only person that he follows is her and that scene is so funny because he's like 
what's Instagram? His crew's like, dude, don't fucking do it. And he goes, oh, well, Piper said I should follow her. He's like, everyone's like, don't fucking, don't do it. And he's like, I did it. And they're like, oh my God. So the only person he follows is Piper. I think that's so cute. That's a good, like, he's just, he is obsessed with her. A good little contemporary thing. And there's a quote that says, if this woman tacked the word please onto any request, he would find a way to fulfill it. Build me a palace, please. How many floors, baby? Ugh. Ugh. So fucking good. Yeah. And um, he like kind of, yeah, he feels badly and he takes responsibility for being mean to her and when they initially arrive. I love that. So when okay. men do what they should do, when which men is are accountable. Apologize. It's so um, crazy that that's what romance really boils down to. It's like men being accountable. Yes. Always. That's, I mean, that's why it's, they're also written by women. Exactly. It's what we want to hear in terms of you and like, far between. Yeah. So Lukov with love. Yeah, Lukov with love. Neither of us said a word, but our eyes bent. And I mouthed, you suck. And he whispers back with his pale... Neither one of us said a word, but our eyes met. And I mouthed, you suck. And he whispered back with his pale pink mouth, you suck more. There was another sigh, but he sounded even more resigned. My eyes work. I can read your lips. Both of them. Why, 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 why? That's hot. Mariana Zapata, why, why, why? Yeah, she's the queen, like literally the queen of longing and pining. A very hundreds of hundreds of pages. As we've always, we like to talk about, there are some books where like the characters don't meet until like 250 pages into the book. I just simply, I don't know that I have the, I haven't read any of her books yet, so I have to, but I just don't know that I have the attention span. Yes. The other one that she has is The Wall of Winnipeg and Me. Yes. And I read the sex scene in Colty. In Colty? Yeah. Yeah, that was it's that's good. a good one. That's a forbidden romance coach. I'll read you a quote from The Wall of Winnipeg and Me. Oh, okay. Do you love This is her this is her asking him. Okay. Do you love me? His gaze was so intent the entire world stopped. You tell me. I never stop thinking about you. I worry about you all the time. Every beautiful thing I see reminds me of you. I can't finish my practices in Colorado without wishing you were around, he says in a steady tone. You tell me what I feel. Oof. Yeah. So for gay books, we have Written in the Stars by Alexandria Alexandria Belfour. Mm-hmm. Belfour? Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, sorry if I butchered that, but... Written in the Stars, and then Count Your Lucky Stars, her second one as well. Mm -hmm. They both have really good longing, and they're both gay. The first one is, like, kind of enemies to lovers in the sense that they have, like, a pretty terrible first date. Great. And Is it, like, The Holiday? Which book? Or, like, Bridget Jones' Diary? Um, What's what's the one that... What's the one, like, The Holiday? That Sarah's... No, no, no. That Sarah's always, like, it's, like, gay Bridget Jones' Diary. I think it's written written in the stars. Yeah, is it, I haven't seen I haven't seen Bridget like Jones' Diary. Yeah, her name is Darcy in the okay, book. Okay, then yes. Yeah, yeah. It's that has to be what, what it is. That's what Bridget Jones' Diary is based off of. It is yeah. okay. Then that's yeah, that's what it is, and it's Grumpy Sunshine, so yes. it has that yeah. same like Lizzie is like she's the more like you know happy she's like go lucky. Right? She like, she tarot? runs a astrology, yes. a, like a horoscope like website, and she works with Darcy, the other main lead. Yeah, her brother to ah. develop an app and that's why he sets them up on this date got it yes. and so they go on the date it goes horribly like really bad but on both sides they're everyone's, like everyone's miserable yeah and so then the brother comes and sees darcy after and he's like so went well and he's like harassing her and she's like actually yeah it went fine we're actually gonna go out again <laughs> and so then she goes over to her house and she's like sorry to do this but i told my brother that we're going on a second date and honestly i think it's gonna be beneficial for you because you need to be in the good graces of my brother anyway because you're gonna start this business so we should just tell everybody that we're dating and the horoscope girl's like 
wait a second hold the fuck up she's like and of course darcy comes in with like this plan laid out she's like this is gonna be purely business here's what we're gonna do and we're gonna break up by this time and everything's gonna be fine Uh all of her books are really well written oddly not oddly surprisingly spicy good like i definitely would give written in the stars like three three solid stars in terms of that and then basically everything that kj charles writes yes if you know kj charles you can also access these for free on kindle unlimited Mm -hmm. so they're very accessible and great kj charles does everything she does all queer rome think of england is a really good one that she has with pining and then she also has the sister of the main character in that book you have proper english which is totally pining totally forbidden romance Mm -hmm. they get stuck in a mansion on a countryside in like the countryside of england already already hot they get stuck there because it's raining and they get basically like flooded in yes yeah right and then it like kind of turned into like an agatha christie novel because someone gets murdered it happens it does and how else are you supposed to fall in love exactly and they fall in love because so the main the main one of the main female characters she's a sharpshooter and she's one of the best in the country yeah, yeah yeah And so she gets invited with her brother and then his childhood best friend to this mansion so they could go shoot some birds or some shit. I don't know. Skeet shooting, whatever. I don't know. Skeet shooting? Is that what it is? Where do you you shoot? Like, I don't know what you shoot through the air. Like you launch something. Is it quail hunting? Yeah. But I don't think they, I don't think they were killing animals. Anyhow. I'm going to just Google skeet shooting, but. I think that is a thing because I think it's, it's quail hunting without killing the actual birds. And she's a queer queen, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. You're right. I, it was just a. It's a weird, unhinged. it's a weird phrase. Should we join the California Skeet Shooting Association? Cal Skeet? That's not a great name for that. Cal Skeet. Cal Skeet. That sounds like a college football player. It does. Yeah, do you want to? Do you know how to shoot a gun? Yes. Pew, pew. Yeah, she's a sharpshooter. And then the other main female character is betrothed to her brother to the other girl's brother's Uh best friend who gets in who invites her to go there so the whole time the sharpshooter is like longing for this girl and she's like she's fucking getting married to like like both of our childhood best friend like i can't Mm. be having these feelings toward her because this is so wrong no he's the killer no even better because think of england is about the two of them the brother and the childhood best friend they're in love and it's gay oh so everyone's gay everyone's gay so then do they get married like fen and the the two girls no do the guy and the girl get married and no they don't there's a reason that they're getting married it's like a marriage of convenience or it's like an arranged marriage yeah something where like it's not lost like it's not lost on either of them like they are not necessarily in a situation that they want to be in Good, good good yeah and there's this really good scene where both the women are sitting like they go off they go off on a walk alone and they're just like sitting and they're just like both dreaming about like what life can be and the one who's getting married like turns to the sharpshooter and she's like you could come visit me like back at my house no one really comes to visit me and we could like we could do this every day where we could go on these walks and like we could do whatever and the sharpshooter she's like i would love quite literally nothing Nothing. more then to do that and then the end she travels away and she goes and they go live on the on her land and it's very cute it's a very are you crying <laughs> kind of it's so sweet it is sweet it's it's really sweet i highly recommend it it's very short very easy to read there's also him by serena bowen yeah all of serena bowen's books are and l kennedy yeah yeah because it's hockey yeah that's gonna be another really good longing one yeah. it's queer it's gay and there's something hot about a hockey player i don't 
give a fuck about hockey in real life. No, I mean, but I will say the hottest sports stars to me are hockey players. Yeah. So I, I get it. I, We've actually talked about a lot of sports romances today. Yeah. We have like, yeah, Colty, soccer, Wall of Winnipeg, football, Lukov with love. Yeah. Ice skating. Back to like, you're so annoying. Yeah. What is it called? Fix Her Up by oh, yeah. Tessa Bailey. That's a ex- yeah. Former pro baseball player. Yeah. And the girl that's been in love with him since they were kids. And then there's... Sweet and Bitter Magic. Sweet and Bitter Magic, which is fantastic, which covers a witch who can only feel things if she takes the feeling from somebody else. Love it. And then a girl who's been like locked inside her house her whole life. And they have to go on this mission together to figure out why a plague is basically ravaging their city and the girl her whole life has been taught to be like fear the witch fear yeah. the witch the witch will take your feelings and the witch is like i'm misunderstood because i save people's lives and there is a consequence they have to pay me and i don't need money so i need their feelings and she's like i have to hold on to these feelings because i can only use them when i absolutely need to right. and it's painful for her oh. and so it's super longing because she feels things for the the girl and she like doesn't understand she's like i'm not like i can't tap into this tank that i have because it's so yeah whatever and even when it's empty she still feels these things for her it's great it's great i love queer romance because just by nature of it existing there is like a pining aspect right. to it that just doesn't really exist anywhere else and then the last thing for like ebook ones so some folks can read on like kindle unlimited or online the hot corner by amy noel which is about a woman who has to go interview this basketball or she basically has to go write a book about this baseball player who's like a womanizer bachelor like basically she's like Ugh, he doesn't need me like why do i have to go do this yeah. and then she meets him and she's like fuck he is everything that he appeared to be online like God. he's great and nah, then I, I know right which is not too dissimilar from Alyssa sussman's funny you should ask yes. which has that kind of like i have like seen you as an actor forever and i've thought yeah. you were so hot and i've like pined for you without even knowing you right. and, and now, now i know you oh. and i'm still pining but i'm trying to play it fucking cool can you get these on Kindle Unlimited, you for sure can get Not So Nice Guy by R.S. Gray. You can also get all the Twisted books on Kindle Unlimited. Hell. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this. this. Let us know what you what yearning you love. Yeah, let us know. We'll post them like on our stories on yeah. Instagram. We'll definitely like – we can, yeah, revisit this, start a little like Instagram story thing, highlights Absolutely. where we can talk about different longing. Yeah, I know it's a lot of books, but, you know, I think once – I think we'll – yeah, we'll figure it out as time goes on. Yeah. We have a lot of thoughts in our heads and a lot of books that we've read. So, so many books. There's a lot of books to share. Absolutely. But yeah, we'll be back soon. I think we're going to do something where we're going to maybe do like a few weeks on and then a week off yeah, for like releasing. Three weeks on, one week off. Yeah, just so we can get some, one, a break. And, and two, two, our feet under us. Our feet under us in terms of like scheduling when we're actually mm -hmm. going to record to when we're going to release. So stay updated for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you to the people that come into the store and say hi. Sorry we act like complete fucking idiots whenever you say something. It's just shocking that like people that we don't know are listening to this podcast. I cannot. I can't understand it. It's very I, bizarre. Yeah, I do not. I do not understand. But I am happy to keep talking about romance books. Yeah, so grateful and that sharing them. you guys don't hate this. Yeah. So yeah, coming up in like the next few like months, we'll do some more book clubs, which we won't do a book club until we announce what book we're doing so you guys can read yes, along with absolutely. it we're going to be releasing a schedule pretty soon yeah with like august and september like like episode titles not titles but like what we're going to be focusing mm -hmm. on so you can read ahead if you want or if you have some fun ones to share with us exactly. before we record we would love to hear we can't do this without 
your support. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just make sure, you know, I hate to say this, but like, like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Okay. <laughs> download our episodes if you want to listen to them. It listen to lot. them. Give us a you know, rating if you loved or hated us. If you want to give us a one star, that's. We will take it. We love you dearly. We love you dearly. Go to me Lace and Debauchery is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.